Uh, and this is episode 14, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's 14. Yeah, pretty sure, pretty sure. Because I remember it was 3 and 13 last time. Okay, sweet. Yeah. All right, then. All right. Hello, and welcome to episode 13. Nope. Darn it. Oh, I fucking... <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Actually, here we go. All right. Uh, hello, and welcome to episode 14 of the Soto Mojo Mariners podcast. Uh, tonight, we have myself, Will Stone, Riley Baker, Colby Patnode, and Dan Clark. Uh, guys, say hello. Hello. What's up? Hey, how you going? All right, guys. Um, good stuff with the old Mariners. Right now they're a game back of a wild card spot and are currently playing against Oakland. Uh, with Tampa Bay already have lost tonight. I mean, we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. And this is for a future podcast, so we'll hope for the best. But where it stands right now, they're a game back, and it feels like they've been a game back for a while now. But, you know, that's not exactly what we're here to talk about. First, we're going to talk about the new acquisition of Yonder Alonso. Um, Riley, do you have any immediate thoughts about the acquisition of Yonder Alonso? I mean, my initial reaction was if you can't get pitching might as well just improve any way you can and i mean yonder alonzo is a solid addition i think um he'll he'll complement valencia really nicely in that platoon role and i think um i think jerry has the potential to you know keep him beyond just season even though i his contract's up after the end of the season correct yes yeah well i i think He's a player that we could, you know, sign to maybe another year or two once the season's over. So overall, I like it. Might as well just add some more pop to the lineup because if we can't, you know, keep the other teams to scoring fewer, maybe if we score more, it kind of offsets that. I don't know. If <laughs> I don't know. I like it. All right, Dan, what do you think? Yeah, I was I was in a bit of the same sort of camp as Riley. Um, I was expecting sort of more moves for for arms and stuff like that. But hey, if we can't find pitching anywhere, we can keep adding and keep getting better at the plate. And geez, hopefully we can score six or seven runs a game, and and that's enough. But um, yeah, Big Big Powell wasn't sort of lighting. Like he wasn't sort of forcing his way in. I don't think anywhere with the outfield depth that we've got. So I think he was, yeah, he was an expendable piece. Colby? Yeah, um, you know, it's, uh, like Dan said there, Boog Powell is at best going to be a fourth outfielder, especially with the Mariners when you look at all the uh, young options they have. Uh, As for the fit of Yonder Alonso, I think it makes a lot of sense. Just uh, read you this slash line here. Uh, 297, 368, 505. You guys have any guesses what that is? Batting average. Uh, well, not the stats. Who is oh. it? What is... <laughs> um, 
What player I don't know. is that? Uh, for... Oh, shoot, I don't know. <laughs> that's, uh, that's Danny Valencia versus left-handed pitching. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the reverse side of that platoon is Yonder Alonso against right-handed pitching, and this year Yonder Alonso is hitting 286 with a 391 on base and a 557 slugging. So you combine those two, and what you have at first base now is over the first 405 plate appearances, which is about two-thirds of the season. You have a 289 average, a 385 on base, and a 543 slugging with 22 home runs and 63 RBIs. Uh, if both of these guys do what they have done thus far in this platoon, the Mariners have arguably you know, one of the five or six best first base situations in the American League, and it didn't cost much. Um, you know, whether or not they'll re-sign him, I don't know. Uh, it certainly seems like this is the type of guy that Jerry Depoto would go after, and now he gets to look at him for, you know, two months and uh, see if there's anything here long-term. So overall, I like it. Um, it's not enough to push him into the playoffs, I don't think. But, uh, you know, it's good value for a spare part, so uh, why not? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly kind of how I felt. Um, you know, I can't even, I can't speak to, um, what I think about, uh, them re-signing him. You know, he's a one-time all-star and he first hit all-star at age 30. And so, you know, there's just kind of some questions in my mind about, you know, like what he'd be after this year and whatnot. But, you know, I mean, I think for, for this year to improve, you know, first base, you know, like you really can't go wrong exactly. I mean, I don't, um... I don't at all think this team is going to go anywhere unless they somehow deal for pitching. But, uh, you know, if they can deal for pitching, you know, it's not it's not a bad idea to, you know, upgrade a position if you can, especially for the cost that the Mariners um, got Alonzo for. You know, like like Dan was saying, Boog Powell, you know, he, he's, he's solid and he's had some nice, you know, you know, good hits where he's scored guys at the big league level. Yeah, you know, he's he's a contributor, but he's not a contributor that, you know, is going to propel the Mariners in their playoff push really more than, you know, Dyson or Gamble or Heredi or stuff like that. So to get get Alonzo and pair him at first base with Valencia, that seems like a pretty solid move for the Mariners. Well, I agree with Colby when he says that um, I don't think just the acquisition of Alonzo is going to push this team over the top. Um, they're definitely going to need to adjust that rotation and figure out the issues there. And speaking of that, Colby, uh, Jerry has made his three August moves so far. Um, the latest being the acquisition of relief pitcher Ernesto Frieri for $1. And, uh, you know, as, as, as funny as, you know, that is or whatever, um, do you see, Anyway, Jerry Depoto gets um, starting pitching in an August deal. Uh, I think he has to. I, I, you know, Jerry doesn't like to live in that world of have tos, but uh, you know, you just look at Felix is out now until September. Uh, even your bullpen took a big hit. You just you can't uh, you can't expect to make the playoffs with Erasmo Ramirez, Giovanni Gallardo, and you know Marco Gonzalez as your as you know, you're three, four, and five. I mean, right now, if James Paxson was unavailable to pitch in a one-game playoff, you're going to Ariel Miranda. 
who, who just tonight gave up a three-run home run to start the game. So, you know, I mean, that's what we're working with. <laughs> yeah, that's just, it's not good enough. Uh, you're not going to go out and find a number two at this point. But uh, what you hope is is that you can go find somebody who can at least fill in the back half of your rotation. Um, you know, you're not going to get a superstar in August, but you can still get a nice pitcher. And I think they have to do that. Uh, otherwise, I don't really get the Alonzo move because I, why are you adding? You know, why are you adding if your plan isn't to add even more? Exactly. Um, I I think the team could in September. Um, I think you could see them really expand that bullpen when they get to the forty man and maybe have a ten man bullpen and go out there and Erasmo goes three innings. Yep. And you know, then the bullpen comes in or whatever. So we'll see what they do, but I think they absolutely have to add at least one starting pitcher. They probably should be looking for two. But do you have do you have any like you know plausible names that you know the Mariners could you know look to to get like who who are we what what kind of names should we be looking for? <sighs> Thanks for uh, giving me this before the show, right? Like five minutes before the show started. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know. Uh, Justin Verlander is probably the biggest name. He's cleared waivers. I don't think uh, Detroit is going to get something worth, you know, trading Verlander for. And I also don't think Verlander would waive his no trade clause. So uh, I don't think that's a real possibility. I'm assuming Irvin Santana will, if he has not already, pass waivers. I think that's the most plausible option. But, you know, another guy to kind of look at if you're looking for a dark horse, uh, R.A. Dickey, the knuckleballer. He just he cleared waivers earlier this month, along with Jim Johnson, who is a reliever you should probably look at too. Um, you know, not a spectacular pitcher anymore, uh, but he's with Atlanta this year. He in 22 starts, he has an ERA of 4.03. Um, you know, yeah, like I said, there's nothing special. He's six strikeouts. He's a knuckleballer, you know, and he's got a nice track record in his career. Uh, you know, particularly. I mean, his worst season over the last six years, seven years, was a 4-4-6 ERA. And that was in Toronto, you know, in a band box. And it's just, he's cheap. You know, he's got an option year, I think, after this. But it's very clear that uh, Atlanta doesn't want him. So I think R.A. Dickey is kind of the way to go here. Yeah, I I can see that. Uh, do you guys, Riley, Dan, have any opinions on... Uh, uh, an acquisition of R.A. Dickey or something like that? Uh, I mean, at this point, you really just need to kind of take <laughs> what you can get. I mean, just the name R.A. Dickey isn't necessarily the most appealing. <laughs> but, it, like, with I know I don't know, with the market, we need, we need a starting pitcher. So if Jerry, you know, pulls a move and we get R.A. Dickey, I'd be like, all right. At least yeah. he's trying. Yeah. Depending on who, yeah. We, yeah. Depending on who we give up, like, all right, let's let's see how this goes. Yeah, right. I mean, sure. it's it's worth noting that uh, pretty much any trade in August, you're not going to give up much. Um, True. As we saw with the Alonzo trade, I mean, yes. uh, one other name that you guys might want to keep an eye on is uh, Marco Estrada. Uh, he has cleared waivers. Blue Jays, you know, oh. number number two pitcher in the past. Fastball changeup guy, having a bad year, but an interesting name. So uh, that's just yeah. one that just uh, kind of came up. But, yeah, you're not going to get a superstar in August. Uh, there wasn't a superstar available. I mean, unless you consider Sonny Gray a superstar. 
Uh, I don't. I consider him a very good, solid number two. But uh, you know, there's just there's not a lot of options. So, yeah. Ari Dickey is boring. But uh, is he better you than take Erasmo you get. Ramirez? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Yes. definitely. <laughs> um, no, I, I definitely I get what you're saying. Um, it it is true that you know if you're gonna trade for Alonzo, like why add if you're not gonna add all the way, um, and uh, the Mariners really aren't doing a whole lot of anything when you're, you know, you have one solid reliable pitcher, you know, week in week out in James Paxton and have not much past him and especially with you know Felix going to the DL and so on like they're just they're dropping and this team isn't going to go anywhere trying to pitch you know Giovanni Gallardo, Erasmo Ramirez, Ariel Miranda, Mark, uh, Marco Gonzalez um, night in and night out so you know it's kind of tough there so hopefully DePoto goes and finds you know something um to do something with something and make something, <laughs> you know I mean? That's really, that's where, that's where they're at at this point. And this team, you know, is going to need some breaks to, you know, even, you know, hack it into the postseason somehow. And, you know, they're not doing anybody any favors, any Mariners fans, any favors by just winning some, losing some and sitting one game over 500. And, um, they're going to need to do more than just, you know, stick with what they have right now if they're going to if they're going to make any noise down the stretch. Sorry, that was my little rant for the end of the podcast, <laughs> you know. I this this team is just kind of to the point where, you know, it feels like they have so much potential and on paper they have, you know, one of the top offenses in the league, but then their rotation can't complement that at all and so it's just it's kind of tough and Dakota's got to make something happen, um, and you know I, I trust that he will make something happen. And you know when Felix went down, they you know somebody tweeted that, you know Depoto had already been scouring the market, and that you know this injury made him scour even harder, you know kind of thing. And so you know that's encouraging to hear. He knows that there's a need. Um, he he knows that you know Ramirez and you know so on are not the not the real solid option fixes kind of thing. Um, but he just needs to kind of follow through on that market searching and actually make something happen. So, but, you know, I don't know. Anybody got any other thoughts, you know, to add two cents to toss in? Yeah, just with that, like you said, it's it's starting to get to a point where it doesn't really matter who you get. you got to get something. Erasmo Ramirez... I think he's pitching on oh, it might be Saturday. He should not make that star. Like we yeah. need to get somebody, and we exactly. need to get somebody ASAP. Yeah. Um, like Verla- like like Colby was saying there before, Verlander's probably the most attractive name, but I don't see us sort of going going for Verlander. Um, with his contract and all that sort of stuff, it's a lot of money. And Detroit are going to be wanting to ditch a lot of payroll. Um, me and Colby were talking there the other day. Um, and R.A. Dickey's numbers were, they weren't too bad in that, in that hitter's park that is down there in Atlanta. Um, he's probably the best one at the moment to, 
sort of go out and get. And like the boys said, it's it's not an attractive name. It's, it's a pretty boring name. And you're like, oh, okay. But, man, I trust him a lot more than I trust Erasmo at the moment. So we've just got to get, got to get something done. It's starting to get to a point where we, if you want to keep hanging around and all that sort of stuff, you've got to go out and do something very, very soon. Yeah. That or you got to, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound. Uh, Justin Upton just cleared waivers. Go get him, stick him in left and say, you know what? We're not going <laughs> to prevent, we're not going to prevent enough runs from scoring. We got to go score them. So yeah. there you go. So, I mean, unless you're going to go the opposite <laughs> yeah. extreme. Yeah. 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 You have to get somebody. I, I just, I mean, unless, you know, you're comfortable with Chase DeYoung or Christian Bergman or Andrew Moore starting a, a play in game to get to the playoffs in late September. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you know, I think I think we've summed up exactly what the Mariners need to do. They need to play some better baseball and get a starting pitcher or two and uh figure that out. Three. So yeah, or or four or five or just you know, just get everybody. Get anything that's better than what they're working with right now because they need to not do nothing yeah that's yeah, all true. that's all i ask yeah the, this team is not is not a playoff team in any you know like form of that word like you know maybe with the right luck they break game 163 but you know then you're gonna have to play you know probably boston or new york and i'm sorry but you know the concept of aaron judge stepping into the batter's box against <laughs> you fill in the blanks. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's my point. Like, you know, you you can't stick Giovanni Gallardo. You can't stick Erasmo Ramirez. You can't you can't stick Marco Gonzalez. Like, I'm sorry, but that ball is gonna go a long, long, long way, and uh, it's gonna hit the ground before the Mariners season, or it's not gonna hit the ground before the Mariners season ends. And so, you know, it's one of those where, um, you just you see that team, and um, I think this is the point where Depoto needs to say, all right, you know, we're we're going to make a commitment to winning and um, we're going to try and, you know, do something to make this team a competitive team down the stretch because, you know, this team probably isn't going to go, you know, no matter what they add, they're not going to really compete with um, what some of the other teams have done, but, you know, you might as well go make the playoffs, do what you need to do and, um, you know, just make a statement that we're here to win and so on. Alrighty. Well, then, you know, I think that I think that about well sums said, everything well up. Yeah. Agreed. Let's, let's go win some baseball. Um, at the moment, we're down three to one. We we knocked in a run in the top of the third. Uh, but Yonder Alonso came up with a man on second, so his second at bat as a Mariner, and I think he struck out like he did in his first one. So so through two at bats, you know, I I'd say we're definitely winning this trade. Let's call it a win right now. You know. Bust. Um, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, doggone Jerry, what were you thinking? Um, anyway, can he so, pitch? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Let's stick him on the mound and see what he can do. It might be better Can't than Ariel Morris and Erasmo right now. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> no, but roast, really, roast and Erasmo. <laughs> we are really, we, yeah, just we are destroying Erasmo this podcast. But I, I was, if he was in the bullpen, I would be perfectly exactly, happy with that. Exactly. What I was just about to say, yeah. like, if he if he was game. asked to go get six outs, nine outs, and then get the hell out of the game, I would be thrilled by that. With the injury to David Phelps, I'm cool. really hoping that the Mariners take Ramirez and stick him in Phelps's role, and then find another starting pitcher to fill Ramirez's, you know, issue because that 
like Ramirez has shown, you know, an ability to through two innings, through you know three innings, like to be a solid pitcher. Like he's not ha- half bad, but you know, any more than two or three innings, and you know he's teed off on. And the problem is, two or three innings doesn't make you a starting pitcher. So, you know, hopefully the Mariners can leverage um, Ramirez in the way best way so that you know that trade wasn't a total failure on the Mariners part but um <laughs> yeah so woohoo go go Mariners so anyway well I think that about sums everything up um uh, hopefully they just keep doing what they need to do find some pitching somewhere and win some baseball games um you know uh they can't stay around one game over at 500 or whatever forever they've got to start stringing some wins together and do what they need to do so you know hopefully hopefully they do that um but yeah so i think that's about everything um guys you know i guess we can sign her off you know episode 14 in the books yeah 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 definitely. all right we'll be <laughs> quickly say quickly um this weekend anyone that's sort of any listeners stuff like that um i've come up from australia to edgar weekend Come up, catch us up, hit us up, and just say hi. Yeah, I'll be there too. Uh, just try to not to confuse Dan with Ryan Roland Smith. So uh, <laughs> that, that would be pretty uh, awkward. He's a lot better looking. So yeah. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, if you're coming up, I'm sure Dan would love to hear some kind of koala jokes or something like that. I'm sure. I'm sure there's some kind of insensitive uh, Australian joke you can make to him, and I hear he just loves those. So, uh, oh, you know, definitely. feel free to come up to him and uh, really give him what for. So, yeah. There definitely. you go. There you go. All right. Well, we'll be back here hopefully sometime soon talking about good things the Mariners have done. Um, but until then, you know, that concludes this episode. And, you know, keep checking out the website, keep seeing what we're putting out, and we'll try and keep you updated best we can on Mariners news. Yeah. Okay. Okay.